Hello, my name is J. Donald Walters. I'm going to be talking about the art of magnetic leadership. I want to tell you a little bit about my experience in this field so that you can know that I'm not talking just from book learning. I've had over 40 years of experience in leading people in different situations, and those situations have embraced uh, considerable opposition. For example, when I had to reorganize offices or reorganize organizations, uh, opposition a new kind of concept that uh, a lot of people felt that uh, they knew as much as I because they had opinions on the subject and nobody really knew anything. In other words, we were all working on an experimental basis and so there was a lot of uh, opposition isn't the word so much as diversity of opinions and having to draw that diversity together into a single focus of effective action. Uh, I've been in positions that were not uh, things to surmount but to work with where the working relationship was harmonious. But I've had many, many different types of, of leadership experience in organizing, in developing, in reorganizing, in continuing ongoing things. And I'm talking from that level, and what you're going to hear is basically uh, the product of experience, as I said, not of book learning. Leadership is an essential part of life. It's not very popular in a democracy where people tend to think that everybody ought to have his uh, hand on the steering wheel. But the problem with backseat drivers is already uh, big enough. And when everybody tries to grab the steering wheel, the danger of driving into a ditch is greatly increased. Where does leadership stand then with democracy? Democracy is an important institution as a means of getting a consensus for the kind of action that needs to be performed. It can be a corrective to wrong action. But when it comes to the point of actually doing something, then it's been found again and again that leadership is essential. You can't have several people all deciding what ought to be done. Even in some simple undertaking like mountain climbing, they've discovered that it's important that one person take the lead. This has been discovered also in military exercises. And it's just as true in business, that leadership is the determining factor in whether a thing will be able to work with a measure of uh, equilibrium or be torn in so many different directions that it may easily fall apart. I had the experience many years ago of having to organize uh, branch offices of an organization. And my idea, which I think is a perfectly natural idea, was that it would be wonderful if we did not have to depend upon the leadership ability of each individual branch because leaders change, they leave their jobs, they leave their positions. And if we could create, this was my reasoning, if we could create a kind of system that would function well, no matter who was in charge, then we would have something that would be more permanent and uh, 
long, long lasting, uh, not only in time, but in the direction of policy and energy and overall spirit. After quite a few years, I was forced to admit that, at least according to all the experience I was able to gain on the subject, it simply was not realistic. That the spirit of each group depended entirely, or I should say very much primarily, on the spirit of the leader. That where there was a good group, there was a good leader. If the leader changed uh, and went somewhere else, and somebody else came in charge, almost overnight the spirit of the group reflected the new spirit, the spirit of the new leader, or the sudden absence of the former spirit. And so I've come to recognize something that I myself fought hard against for quite a few years, and that is that leadership is an essential factor in any group endeavor and that the most important thing for somebody who is trying to create a branch, an organization, a group function, whatever it might be, is to find somebody to put in charge of it who will be able to have the right spirit in order to carry it through uh, in the way that you envision. I remember more recently putting somebody in charge of a a function of the organization that I founded more recently. He asked me, how do you see my work in this position? And based on all the experience that I'd had to date, I replied, until you're ready to define that position yourself, I'm not ready to discuss it with you. That doesn't mean that I wouldn't have anything to say on the subject, but it means that I didn't feel that he would ever learn to be a good leader if he was only going to be uh, doing what I said and how I defined it and receiving it passively. He needed to come up to the mark creatively himself and at that level we would be able to discuss further how he might be able to fine-tune it, how he might be able to completely change his approach because at least then we'd have something uh, of his own to go with. And in fact, once he did define it, I had very little to say, because he had a very good understanding of what we were trying to do, who we were, what our basic policies were. But in leadership, it's also very important to train leaders, to look for people who have the potential for leadership. Leadership is important, therefore, in a group endeavor, but it's equally important in your own individual life, because we are, in a sense, uh, an, a group. You might even say a whole country, every one of our psychological traits representing one citizen. And we have many different qualities, and some of them are cooperative and constructive, others are uh, destructive or negative or full of doubt. We have conflicts within ourselves. When we try to do anything, there are all kinds of voices within us that say, well, it's a good idea, and another voice that says, oh, why do you bother, it's not worth the trouble. And another voice says, look at all the people who have tried it and it never worked. And uh, another voice says, look at all the other experiences. Why should we do anything different? Let's see what they do. And so just like in any committee meeting, your own mind jumps back and forth between all these different approaches to the subject. And unless you 
in some deeper level of your own being can take a hold of the situation and decide what it is that you want and lead your thoughts constructively in the direction that you are trying to go or that you think the situation demands, you'll find that you go in circles and that in fact is what a lot of people do. I would go so far as to say that most people are not capable of really forming a clear decision on important issues in their lives because they don't know how to take hold of themselves, they don't know how to provide subjective leadership. And so, in order to guide your own life wisely, in order to guide the lives of other people wisely, in order to find and select those people who will be able to be the most effective, in order to encourage people to develop leadership, this subject uh, is being brought to you. And I'm going to be talking to you directly because I want to feel that I'm talking to you as an individual. And I'll try to reach you where you are and to discuss those things which perhaps you have to work out, which of course are in another sense very universal. But if in this discussion of magnetic leadership I can in any way magnetize you to share these concepts on a deeper level than just a sort of intellectual agreement, then I will feel I have been effective.